Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Tiger fans, get ready for episode 264 of the official Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club podcast. Bringing you all the latest news, updates, and buzz surrounding your mighty JSU Tigers. I am the Corey C. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast to be notified of all future episodes. Apple Podcasts and Spotify video users, rate and review the show. And everyone, go follow Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club on Facebook and Tiger Talk 1400 on Instagram and Twitter. It all helps the cause which is the I love, Jackson State University. And we are back, back in the booth. Got the entire squad with us. Got the starting five, the starting lineup, the Fab Five, Ken, Zoe, Mike B, Shaq, the big Aristotle, what it do? What up, gentlemen? What up? What up, what up man? What up, fellas? Good up, to be here, man. I'm pumped up, man. Hey, when we see all five of us on the screen, I get excited, man. Y'all know, what time, know what time it is. You can hear it. Can you hear it? Get ready. Can you hear the music? Can you hear it? Yes, sir. It. Let's go. Yeah. It's September. So y'all know what that means, man. It it seems like this was the longest offseason. It was just me, or was this the longest offseason in Jackson State football history, man? It took forever. Yeah, man. <laughs> Been waiting on it, but it's finally here. Can't right. beat the team. Ken Clark beat the team to Miami, already in Miami. He couldn't wait. Yeah, I'm in Miami, man. What's up, fellas? Uh, coming live from Biscayne Bay, somewhere over here in the middle of the, uh, uh, in the Atlantic. Yeah, man, I'm ready, man. I'm pumped up. Ready, man. Big game coming up. We already know the one that we've been waiting on. Everybody's circling this game on their calendar. Everybody in the swag, everybody at HBCU football, even the, the FCS people, right? They're looking at this game. And I think even college football as a whole is starting to really take notice of this game, this matchup, the Orange Black Classic between Jack State and Family. Facts. So quick thoughts. What are your thoughts? I mean, we've talked about it. We've talked about it, but let's get some quick thoughts leading into this game. Uh, I would say this is, a, this is a statement game. Statement game. I ain't mean to steal your thunder, Shaq. I, it's all good, baby. Hey, it's know, all good. Hey, hey, we already know what was said at the end of the season. Last season, it was 7-6. to six. This is our chance uh, to go out and, and make a statement and set the tone for the season. That's 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 all I see. Great opportunity right. for our Tigers man, to go out and, right. and, and, and really make a statement. I mean, look, I, I agree. I mean, it's time to basically, I hate to say put up or shut up time, but it's just, it's production time now. Mm-hmm. So we've seen we've seen all of the preparation. We've seen all of the training. We've seen all of the new recruits. It's time to produce now. So, fam, you've been talking. Hey, they they all you heard from all last year is seven six one point. What if? Well, we're mm-hmm. gonna see about what if. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, I want to see a convincing win. I want us to go out there and put the swag on notice. You know, mm-hmm. last year it took us you know two or three weeks for the swag to say oh, okay they for real. But I want to shut them down. Week one, I know a lot of teams went out there and got better, but I want to show them that mm-hmm. we got better too. And 
and your better isn't better than ours. So I want to prove that week one. Like that. You know, you know, me. Me. <clears throat> My bad. Pretty much, man, we're looking to dominate this year. We just gonna spell our domination. We game, we win. So we're going for D on Sunday. There it is. So with FAMU <laughs> already having played a game, I want to get y'all's thoughts on that. Is that an advantage for them or an advantage for us because we saw the film? Where, where do you guys stand on that? Or it's just forget it. it's just time to play ball. It doesn't matter. I think those week zero games is kind of a gift and a curse. But for FAMU, it seemed like it was more of a curse this week. They went out there and they lost a, a very mm-hmm. valuable uh, offensive lineman, which two. is kind of at a premium for them right now. Um, you get to, you know, put some things on film and see, you know, where you're good at, where you're bad, what what plays we need to scrap, what do we need to implement. But at the same time, we get to see that as well. So, you know, uh, Coach Thurman and Coach Bartolona, they're sitting over there and they're looking and, and seeing – where they can exploit these this teammates. So uh, it's a gift and a curse, but uh, my personal opinion, I don't think it'll bode well for FAMU. I, agree. I, can, I can imagine them watching film because, you know, we got, I keep saying it on every show, we got all these analysts, we got the, you know, the <laughs> <laughs> we got the coach Thurmans of the world and, and all these coaches just looking at film. I know that they've just been having a field day this past week. I think it's, yeah. um, if I'm being, if I'm being, if it's, if it's straight football, I think, um, I think it's an advantage, fam. You, I'm gonna tell you why. Because uh, most coaches, when they go into a game, they have a they have multiple game plans. They have multiple. Uh, if this happened, we'll do that. Uh, they had some strenuous situations, but I'll say this: if they get to go out and get that first, um, you know, that first game out of the way, and then they can come back. They can scrap anything that's not good. They can make some adjustments. But in our in our defense, we actually got to watch them, so we can build a game plan. But we still got to go out and put all of the new pieces on the field in action, and so it's a slight advantage, family, in my opinion. But I think we'll be I think we'll be fine. I think we'll be fine. Like Mike B said, we got better. Also, I got to tell you, I think uh, I don't really think that they got they can get any better. They could they could hide a game plan and scrap to the next week, but they can't hide personnel. And from what I saw. You know, the only thing that they take away from last game is they found themselves a quarterback, but we demolished the best quarterback the SWAC supposedly had to offer last season. We've upgraded on defense, and uh, like Coach Prime always says, when you got a light, it shows your your gifts, but it shows your blemishes. And they have a lot to hold, got to hang their hat on. You know, they gave up 300 yards rushing last week. Uh, their DBs got torched last week. I mean, it's a lot that we could go on just from personnel alone, and they can't hide – plays with personnel i mean they got what they got in in their case a lack thereof because they lost players you know what i'm saying that that's not going to play and those were reserves so these were starters we're talking about so if these are starters and they're not the ones in those what the reserves are i feel like we got gonna have a field they would have no I, I agree i mean just like mike b and ken and zoe said it's a double-edged sword so the advantage that fam you got is they got acclimated to the game speed a little what a game sooner so they kind of got used to the, the the ebbs and flows of the games and um, knowing their, their specific rotations. But on the flip side, as Zoe just mentioned, they gave us some yards, man. And one thing about, about that game, you get to see teams' tendencies. And I think, fam, you reveal some tendencies in that game that we can, we can document and kind of dissect and put together a game plan on how we're going to address it. So for us, probably going to have some early game jitters, trying to get used to the game speed. But... I suspect after the second quarter, we'll be right in the flow of things. 
So you, you talked about those tendencies. Tell me what you guys saw that you actually liked from FAMU. If, if you're scouting them and you're looking at it and say, okay, well, this is something that we need to watch out for. Uh, I would say up front, Musa was able to get the ball out pretty quickly. He had a pretty quick release. Um, he didn't hold the ball for a lot for more than three seconds. And when he did, bad things happened. Either a turnover happened, mm-hmm. he took a sack, or um, he was he was under pressure. But for the most part, Musa got the ball out pretty quickly. He knew what his pre-snap reads were pretty well. But you can also attribute that to the soft cover two zone defense that UNC was running. And they probably did that as a favor to fam you, honestly, if I'm doing coach speak right now because of the lack of bodies and depth that fam you had knowing that at the beginning of the game. So you can take from it what it will, I mean, what you want. But overall, um, I, I did see Musa was able to get a quick release, get the ball out pretty quickly. I think the only thing that we could see that we liked is the obvious because it was so glaring. It's just quarterback play. But you put an asterisk beside it, you know, because there was absolutely no pressure to him. Um, it's kind of – I think it's rat poison, to be honest with you. Fool's gold, you know. Um, I think – Moose is a question mark. Just because you got adequate quarterback play doesn't mean you have good quarterback play. So that's that's yet to be determined. I think we'll see that, you know what I'm saying, with this game against Jackson State because there's nothing vanilla about Jackson State we play this game because this game is for all the marbles within a, being a conference game. Um, I would just say him and also I could say maybe, you know, running backs because they have more than one now. Um, mm-hmm. That's pretty much the only thing I'll go with. Everything else, a lot of question marks, man. A lot more question marks than answers for them. Uh, I say, I, I let me throw this in there real quick, not to be redundant, but I really like Musa. Uh, I think I thought his pocket presence was really good. He only missed ten, uh, ten passes. He got ten receptions to, he made ten passes to ten different receivers. Xavier Smith jumped off the film, so let's just say this: their good players actually showed up and played. Um, like I said, if we're talking about what we like, I think they um, that team plays hard. And like Zoe said, they got really, really good running back play. So we saw some flashes of some good stuff uh, from FAMU. And I think if I'm the uh, defensive coordinator, then I, I know who I'm zeroing in on uh, when I'm putting together a game plan. Yep. Agree. Yeah, definitely the quick, the quick release from the quarterback. Um, they look pretty well. And I think that's something he's going to have to uh, really be proficient at when it comes to uh, our defense because, uh, you know, we're going to – he's going to see a lot of stunts, twists. Uh, you know, we're going to be – be blitzing, they're going to be disguising blitzing. So he's going to have to be able to get rid of that ball. So uh, I think that's there. And um, w- one thing is, you know, just just the intangibles of it. Um, fam, you know, d- depending on how the situation go with their players uh, that are that that are um, absent at this point, uh, they're kind of playing with house money. They they're coming to a game where you know they say, hey, we're short staffed. You know, we you know we're down a lot of personnel. Uh, people expect us to lose this game. So hey, let's just go out here and ball out. And when you, when you play like that, um, it can open up some opportunities for you. So I think that's where they kind of have the edge on us. Do people really expect them to lose this game, though? I think they yeah. gain yeah. confidence. Yeah. I think that's they gain point. confidence. That's a good point. They gain confidence after that UNC game. Hey, Wait, you, saw what I put in, you saw what I said. I felt like everybody – I thought, film you won the hearts of everybody on last Saturday – and I said, we're going to go into this game with everybody favoring FAMU because they, you know, they, they want to, you know, they want to choose the underdog yet at the same Win time. It depends on which narrative you want to spin. So I, I think they, there's some that from, from a lot of the, the those that are around the conference that are talking, 
they are talking as if FAMU has a really good chance to beat Jack State. Everything we need to do to stop them. So you're right, Corey. From what I'm seeing, people who thought prior to the UNC game that they had a ch- didn't have a chance against Jackson State, I saw some people start to say, oh, Jack State, y'all have a problem. That's what I'm seeing. Well, that's why right. I, I feel like the best thing for Jackson State was the performance or perceived performance by FAMU. Uh, that was the best thing in disguise for us because now that narrative is gone. So, you know, we don't have to worry about that. So going to that game, you know, hey, Musa did this against a Power 5 program, but now you're going to see the real – Power Five program in the FCS closing, which is Jackson University. So we'll put it to the test. Let's get it. I can't wait. I can't wait. So let's talk I love about it. State team. Let's get to it. Zoe missing the form already. Zoe throwing shots. Well, that's, that's Zoe. What, what do you expect? <laughs> Something that Coach Prime used to always say in the spring. I can't wait for y'all to see what's under the tree. Right? Wanted to last while. He hadn't. Right. He hadn't said that this season but he he should have been saying it all along because there's some presence under the street that we don't know about so we talked about advantage because they play disadvantage because they play you know we see we've seen the film they haven't seen our film the only film that they can go back and watch from last season but this is a new and improved team depth wise new players coming in even some new even probably some players that they're not even listed on the roster yet right you know with jackson state always bring people in at the 11 12 hours so don't be surprised but let's let's talk about this team and some players uh, that that we're looking forward to. So let's go through some categories. Right? I want to get y'all's opinion on, on the team and what we can expect and some opinions. Right. So let's start with your choice, your pick for Jackson State breakout player of the year. Okay. So that's the player mm-hmm. who was on the team last season. Right. Whether he played much, didn't play much, doesn't matter. He was actually on the roster. Right. He he was eligible to play snaps. He's going to have a breakout season this season. In any order, go for it. Jeremiah Williams. Oh, when you said Jeremiah, I didn't know which way you were going to go. <laughs> but I, like but I got I to put a caveat. You did say that was on last year's team. That's why that's I was good at that. Okay, that's correct. That's correct. I got gonna, one. Um, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Give, him a little, give me a little bit, now, though, though. What, now, Gabby. One second, Ken. Give me a little bit. <laughs> give me a little bit. A little bit of why. Just taste. Uh, the reigning four uh, A defensive player of the year in the state of Mississippi. Mississippi is a is a is a landmine for outstanding defensive players. And he didn't play last year. He got stronger. He's gotten bigger. He's gotten faster. He was the young man you seen. You know, what I'm saying at, having a nice little fight. You know, what I'm saying at practice. And also, he's the young man that you see a video clip. You know that coach. Um, Coach Weeks is saying, Coach, we got to get this kid to starting. This is an NFL defensive line coach telling the, Dennis Thurman, this kid needs to be starting. I ain't got to say nothing else. And no, no, I'll add something. He's a kid who doesn't look like a freshman when you watch him. If you don't know any better, you, you wouldn't think that right. big boy was a freshman. Yeah, Facts. like a grown man. All right. I'm gonna go with um, I'm gonna go with JB Jeremiah Brown. Um, I think uh we saw kind of some brief flashes from him last season, especially in a Tennessee State game when he think end of the game with a sack but i think um i think you're going to start to see him kind of blossom this season um in that hybrid dn linebacker position okay um i said you know since i put it out there i'm gonna go ahead and say it i've been i've been i'm i'm big on now gaddy i think i I got now gaddy as my dark horse swag defensive player of the year i think this is his year to really uh, he's what I would consider a late bloomer. I think he's in the best shape of his life. 
we referenced a show that we recently had, uh, players only show, and Aubrey Miller being, you know, you know, he he swag defensive player of the year candidate. He referenced his teammate and how he his, his body has changed and a lot stronger, best shape of his life. I expect now Gatter to be a problem for many swag teams coming off the edge. So we saw the success we had with James Houston. He saw the success he, uh, James Houston had. I think that's going to light a fire under him. 6'6", 245, 250. Now it's Gaddy, dark horse defensive player of the year. That's my guy. <laughs> yeah. All right. I was going to go with a defensive guy, but since y'all are with defense, I'm going to go against the grain here. And I'm going to I'm gonna say Shane Hooks, man, wide receiver. Uh, I think, you know, now that he's healthy and he's coming in, I think he's going he's gonna, to he's gonna be a stud, man. He's, he's going to be a, a great player. You're going to see him. And that's considering that all the offensive weapons we have, I think Shadur is going to find a way to get this guy the ball. He's going to uh, perform. He's going to be all swag. I want to see Shane. That's a good pick. I like that. Together, I'll tell you why. Obviously, we were expecting some big things out of him last season. Inconsistent initially and then the injury and never really could get back on track. But if you guys think back to the spring to January and February leading up to the spring season and as they continue to pack practice throughout the, the, uh, the spring, who, are, who do we hear about in terms of wide receivers, right? Now, and, and let me preface that we had guys getting it done on the field, Dalen Baldwin, Warren Newman, and Corey Reed. But who were the names, the two names that we kept hearing about? Shane Hooks and Keith Corbin. What were we told? As great as Dave, uh, Dalen Baldwin was performing, what were we told? Oh, he's not even the best wide receiver on the team. Wait until you see <laughs> Shane Hooks. Wait until you see Keith Corbin. And we got to see Keith Corbin, but we didn't really – felt like we would cheat a little bit on Shane. So I want to see him put together this season. Yeah, right I think there. this is season, man. This is year. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, so I got another one for you. Newcomer of the year, right? That's somebody who mm-hmm. wasn't on the team. And we're going to – let's say that's going to include that's going to include freshmen and transfers. Yeah. Because if we say freshman year, I think I think we'll – Not main number 12. <laughs> I mean, should we – I mean, should we just – okay. Not name number 12. To just to get some more opinion of <laughs> That's too easy. Let's just take hey, him out I'm, of the I'm going to the monkey out my back. In that case, if we're going to eliminate Travis, let's do freshman and newcomer. Let's do both. Give me two. All right. I'm going to okay. go with I'm going to go with um, Zach Bro. Ooh. I'm going to go with the CPU with the or the line. offensive line who's the center. So I think I think Zach Bro is going to is going to be a big difference maker manning that offensive line up front and calling out um, calling out the blocking schemes and, and so forth. Freshman, I think if we take away Travis, everybody's gonna say Kevin. So let's Kevin Cole. Let's just leave the Cole. Let's leave the freshman out. <laughs> I, I wasn't. No, I wasn't. If, I wasn't. If, I wasn't. No, I wasn't. Let's hear. Let's hear. Okay. Who, who you got, Ken? Who, who you got for freshman? You know, who you got? From my my from, from my freshman, um, I'm gonna. I, I did. I, I said Kevin Coleman, but. If if not Kevin Coleman, I'm probably gonna go with. Uh, he's thinking. Let's go, Zoe. Who you got, Ken? Let's go. Let him, freshman, the big Aristotle. Fre- he's thinking. Freshman. Look, freshman of the year. I for Jackson State. I got Tavion Beasley, but okay. newcom okay. but newcomer of the year, Ken. You already know what I'm going with this. Newcomer of the year to me is going to be my man Tyler Brown. Oh, you. I wasn't thinking you were going to say Tyler. Uh, oh, yeah. I, oh, I, 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 I knew you were going to say Tyler. Yeah, yeah, I figured he would say that, yeah. Oh, no, we, we we got Tyler Brown for one specific game. I'm not going to get into that. That's for a show later on down the year. We got Tyler Brown for one game in particular. I'm waiting to hear that. Oh, yeah, I, I can't I can't say that now. It's going to be for later on 
Trust me, we're not going to forget. He coming oh, with sure. the teasers. He mid-season oh, form. And I'm going to have smoke so, out my mouth when I say it. So, so my, my <laughs> freshman is going to be the kicker, man. Mata? Yeah, uh, uh, Alejandro Mata. Yeah, like I'm, that. Going with, I'm going with Alejandro Mata. All right. We're going to need him. Yeah, we're going to need him. Yeah. Mike B? Yeah. Uh, freshman, I mean, it's like, you know, I mean, after, after, after Travis and after Kevin Coleman, um, are, are there any of them that, that are going to see the field this year? That, yes. Am I thinking? Yes. Um, now, I know, I know um, freshman, I'm still thinking on that, but as far as newcomer of the year, uh, newcomer, it'll be uh, Jerante Davis. Okay. You know, sitting back there with Robert Miller, I think he's going to have a, a good season. Mr. Tackles, 70 plus tackles. Mm-hmm. Middle Tennessee State, and you got to replace that Keontae Hampton production. He's not being talked about a lot, but he's I was not, really man. Him. He's not. Yeah, I love it. I love it. And, and on the senior bowl watch list. Okay. I'm going to roll with, I got two in mind. Newcomer of the year, I'm going to go with Jalen Hughes, the cornerback coming in out of Snow College. I think oh, he yeah. has been. His, his the, the what we're hearing is similar to what Corey just said regarding Shane and, and Keith Corbin last year. You're hearing a lot coming out of camp. Jalen Hughes has balled out at the cornerback position. I'm gonna go a little un- unconventional with freshmen because we ain't seen him play. I'm going with Quay Davis, man. I, I know I, I know he came on it, but this is Quay Davis in first year. I don't want to. Ain't, ain't no ain't no do overs though. Ain't no do overs. That's <laughs> Quay Davis the freshman. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the name that I was waiting on when he said Quay, Tyler, when he said I'm Tyler sorry. Brown. But that's right, Quay didn't play, so Quay, go the wrong rules. I gave you. I made these Forgive rules me, up. Dog. Forgive me. Quay Davis is considered a freshman. That's scary. Quay Davis is a freshman. He's considered a freshman. Wow. Yes, sir. All right, I got one for you. Most improved player, player who's going to have the e- easy for me, Jesse Riley. Jesse Riley. Easy. Easy. Jesse Riley. Okay. Okay. Who well, you got? Like no, 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 Shit. no. Why why Jesse? You gotta you can't just give me a name. I, I I when I went home to see the, the scrimmage, Jesse stood out on tape. Body looks different. He stood he stood out not on tape. Yeah. He, your eyes. Yeah. But yeah, but um he kind of stood out in that scrimmage because of um his blocking has improved. Looks like he's starting to get comfortable with the scheme on the offense. Hands have definitely gotten better. Um, looks as, as I said, his body's definitely improved, and I think uh, I think he has a chance to really make a big difference as a, at the tight end position for this team this season. And, and one hell of a podcast host, an instigator. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> that dude got hella personality, man. Can hold it down. That's a good one. All right, yeah, all right. I'll go. K five, man. I think he's gonna, you know, come in and, uh, you know, he was on the team last year. He kind of, you know, um, you know, then then get the opportunities. And then, but this year, you you've seen him had a, he had a good spring. He's had a good fall camp. I think he's gonna find his way on the field and he's gonna make some plays. Good one. I'm gonna go with my man out of San Diego, California. Goes by the name of Herman Smith. Herman has Herman. been balling this fall. I, I, I expect to see yes. Herman get on the field. Number 19, uh, they said they're going to have all the games airing on TV in San Diego for Herman 
Hey, man, he, he, he's primed to have a breakout season, man. So if you go and look at some of the footage we've seen at, uh, from the practices, man, Herman Smith has been causing fumbles. He's been getting interceptions. He's been having hard tackles against the pass breakup. I expect him to get on the field this season, um, and I expect him to have a really good season and uh, be most improved. Man, the unequivocal most improved player on this roster is Dejan Nugget Warren. Okay. The the vet will be the only place in Mississippi that got two islands. <laughs> so do you Tra- think of this, stuff, this stuff before the show or it comes to you like on the show? They call it, hey, DeLorean. That's why they call him Zoe DeLorean, man. Look, man. You I got Nugget Island. And look, you hey. got Nugget Island and you got Travis Hunt on the side. Look, look, Zoe, you- Zoe, Zoe needed his own book called The Book of Zoe. <laughs> The Zoisms. Yeah. Zoisms. It's a good one. All right, so let's now, go with I was gonna tell you Nugget was in and out of the in and out of the lineup last year, and this is his get money year. He's money focused. Year. He's focused, man. He he's he worked his tail off this summer. And also we gotta we gotta mention that Travis Hunter being here is applying some pressure too because now we're going to have some eyes, but now the nation is watching because of Travis Hunter. And so now we're going to have even more eyes upon him. Nugget is ready. The dude is going to ball this year. In the state of Mississippi, Jackson, Mississippi, the vet is the only location that's going to have two islands. Mark my word. Mm, I think some people forget, is. man, this, this guy could have gone just about anywhere. He had all the offers, the Georgia yep. commit. We're talking about a team that won the national championship. He could have easily been on their roster. That's with a lot of the And he's got a lot right. to prove. He got, he's got a lot to prove this year, Corey. Definitely. Definitely. All right. So let's go with uh, how about let's go with unsung player. That That's a player who not going to get a lot of hype, not a lot of fanfare, but he'll make some key plays for us this season. Maybe, mm. maybe win a game. I'll give you, I'm going to give you an example too from last season, right? That people really don't talk about that first game against fam. You final score seven, six, but we blocked the field goal going into halftime. Who was that? Petty? Yep. Petty. Yep. If they Petty. make that field goal, it's a 9-7 game. I'm, now, I'm not saying they win the game because who knows the sense of urgency when you're down two as opposed to up one. So I'm, I can't go that far. But what we do know is 7-6 game because of a blocked field goal. And then another one, Baron Hobson. There was a, a Southern game, I want to say Southern, going into halftime. They could have gone up by, what, double digits, maybe two Goal touchdowns. Line stand. Goal line stands. Yeah. Who, who, who made the play? A true freshman. Baron Hopson. So those two plays right there could have changed the, the outcome of the season. So unsung plays. I know you guys can't predict like who's going to make a, a play like that, but just over the course of the season, who's the guy who can really make a big play that can be a difference for it? You know, this is going to be um, a, a kind of safe one, but I got to go with the person who's kind of already been producing, uh, and that's Cameron Silman Craig. I think, I think Cam – even though you really can't call him an unsung hero because of what he did last season. I think Cam's position, playing that position, is going to be truly effective for us this season as well. Yeah. Mike B., who you got? I think Mike B.'s thinking. Uh, unsung hero. Uh, you know, I thought I thought about Cameron Silver Craig, but I'm, I'm going to go um, Huggins. I think Huggins – uh, mm. gonna have a have a, have a great year, and I think at some point he's gonna make some plays uh, that's gonna 
you know, bail this team out. You know, we, we saw uh, we saw Shiloh do it. I think it was the Southern game as well. Shiloh made some some plays in that game that that really kept us in that game and allowed us to win. So I, I think um, Huggins from the safety position, he's going to um, have have some moments where he's going to you know come up big for us. Mm-hmm. Well, for me, I also want to mention last year one of the unsung heroes was definitely I would say Devontae Davis. So to follow that same pattern. I'm going to go with Katron Evans this year. Okay. He has some to prove. I think Katron, again, has something to prove, but I think he's going to be this year's version of Devontae Davis. He's going to take a big leap this year. All right. My unsung hero is going to be Caleb Jolivet. I think Caleb Jolivet is is going to be a utility player for us. And I think he will be the, he's he's got that special stuff, man. He's got that speed. He's got uh, the ability to catch, run, do a little bit of. He can. He's a special teams player. He's one of those players that the coaches are gonna find a, a way to put him on the field and get him ball. So, um, do we see a heavy dose of, of Caleb? Maybe we don't, but I think when we do see him, we're gonna see a, a we're gonna see some some pizzazz and some some uh, some uh, some good stuff from him. So. I got Caleb Jolivet being our unsung hero for the season. Oh yeah, I like that, Ken. That's that's a hot take there, uh, Jolivet. That's that's a good choice. Yeah, I'm looking forward to him. Ever since he arrived prior to last season, we heard about that track speed. So looking forward to him getting out there and seeing what he can do. All right, so I have I got a good one for you. How about sleeper starter? Okay, so what I mean by that is person who's probably not on anybody's depth chart on first first team right now. Probably won't start game one, but by the end of the season, he will make him he, he will make his way into that starting lineup, but he'll be a mainstay in that starting lineup. A starting lineup that changes every week, but this guy's gonna be there. He's gonna work his way into it. I, I know who, who Mike's gonna say. Um I'm gonna I hope go, you don't steal it from me. I'm gonna go with <laughs> You better go um, first then. Oh well, well hey, I'm gonna beat him to the punch then. I'm going with Savion Wilkerson. You don't think he's starting day one? No. Nah. No, nah, I don't. I think I think there's gonna be a rotation of running backs, and then somebody's going to emerge from that pack, probably game three, game four, and try to and try to solidify that position. I'm a roll with Kevion Mullins. I like that. Yeah. You got to give me something though, though. You can't. You just like throwing, dropping these names, and then just going <laughs> quiet. Well, I'll say Kevion because. Man, he has the size, and he's a willing blocker, um, which adds to you know what we it, some of the issues we did with last year. Though we upgraded the line, knowing that we got a good tight end blocking, you know, and as well as being you know helped out with uh, Coach Brewster um, again, another four star in the arsenal, you know, on the end, and you know he's going to be daily down some seam routes in his offense. So I just think you know, um, and again, knowing what we know, we're not going to get too deep into it. I think a lot will go down between him and Jensie, but I think over time, just with him having the experience per se, more so than uh, than Jensie, I think um, he'll probably end up starting and having some success. Have they, t- have they taken it yet, Ken? Did they steal it? Not yet. I'm gonna let Mike B go. Let me see what he got. Okay, he's probably gonna All take right. it. From- I know who Corey, Corey, use. Corey already knows, and uh, Ken is though We we discussed it. It's in the group chat uh, a few times, but. <laughs> You know, it's just one guy that's on his team, just resilient. He was not a coach prime recruit. 
He's been there. You always see him on social media, working, putting in that work, in the gym, in that weight room. They try to put him on the bench, but he won't stay there. I'm talking about Justin Reagan. Raging yes, Reagan. Sir. That dude, man. Raging Reagan. <laughs> he will. Trust me. He, he might not be starting on day one, but by the time we get to the, the SWAT championship game, y'all, I, I said it. By the time we get to the SWAT championship game, uh, he, he he's going to be a starter. Yeah, I, I can go back and pull up the screenshot. This is like he's been yeah. saying this for two years. He's <laughs> yeah, you cannot work him, man. You cannot work him. Since you since you went there, I did got he take another him? one? Did he take a kid? Is that, was no, that he, it? he definitely nope. took it. I don't. I don't he, he took know, it. I, you know why? You know why I wanted him to go because I kind of had he, a few he been on that route. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he been on it. I got to let him have that one. I got another one, man. That might be a surprise to everybody. Same position that Zoe went. I got DJ Steven starting that tight end for us. Mm. I've heard three tight ends for different categories. Gen C, Kivion, and now <laughs> DJ Yeah. That means we got a good problem. Yeah, yes, sir. Yeah. yeah. Why DJ? What do you like about DJ? I mean, he's been here. He's been on 1400 Lynch. So so DJ, DJ is a legacy kid, man. He's, uh, you know, he comes from that Kyler Richie mold. I think I think Coach Tim Brewster paired up with, you know, Coach Pollock in that tight end room. We got a healthy core of tight ends with Mullins, with Hinton, with Hagler, with with with, with Riley, and now with Stevens. Man, we got five tight ends that block. We might do some. We might do some twenty. We might mess around and see some twenty-one personnel or twenty-two. You never, you never can tell. But we don't know what they can do. They might put two tight ends on one side. And when you got that kind of. Um, you have an embarrassment in Richards in that in that role. And what let me say this real quick. One of the things we've seen them do from a drill standpoint, they have put a lot of emphasis on the tight end blocking. Really getting in the pads and being a a, a supportive blocking uh piece to the offensive line. It seems like that's some emphasis. DJ Stevens, I feel like he got a lot of girth to him. You know, he's a big body. And I think, like I said, I think that he's that. That unsung hero. I know I chose Joe Levette, but I think he could have easily been our unsung hero. Coming out of Risley, Mississippi. We need to see some folk come from Madison County, man. Come to Jackson to get some shine on, man. So I'm rooting for you, DJ. Yeah, yeah. It's tough for us to go in Madison County and get some kids. So when when they when they, when they come, they gotta show up. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. All right. How about this one? Throw y'all for a loop. Give me your key coach all right let me let me explain we know coach prime he's the, he's the man he's the head coach i'm talking about a coach that'll mess around and win a game for us and you, you you'll okay. look back you'll say you know what i like what he did on game day or i like what he did during practice or i like what his how he got his unit prepared for this matchup give me that coach that we'll look at not a coach prime because that's the obvious mm-hmm. that we'll look back and say you know what i'm glad we had him on the staff for this game this week or this season Oh, that's easy. I'm still all y'all thunder. Go I'm ahead. Gonna say, I'm gonna say Coach Hart. Okay. Okay. Mm. okay. Yeah. Easy, Joe. That's yeah. light work. I'm gonna go with um, no, y'all. Keep letting Zoe off the hook. We no, got the Lord. <laughs> Come on, Zoe. We Zoe so, I'm gonna I'm I'm say Coach Hart because, man, just go back and look at the behind the scenes footage during these games, man. I can go back to this other game particularly. It was like, I prayed this morning. I told y'all we'll get this one turnover. And 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 again, 
what he's doing with that linebacker room. Again, you got Aubrey there, who's the mainstay, but then look at the depth. And Coach Prime gave a good warning. He said, you know, we talk about linebackers. I got eight of them things, eight of them. And so we're going to interchange them. And so the fact that he's going to have so many guys playing, mixing and matching. And then again, we're going to have that youth because, again, he played, uh, you know, um, uh, um, Jeremiah Brown and um, what's my guy from Georgia, Uh, 47. Hops, Baron Hobson. 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 You know, they both got on the field and played, and uh, he's going to mix and match. He's going to motivate those guys, man, and he's Coach Prime right-hand man. So uh, they'll definitely get those guys ready, man. Linebacker player is going to be huge for us. I got to go with hey, he, Let me – hold on. He – he Coach Hart, you talk, we're talking about key coach winning a game for you. He did it in the spring against Gremlin. Who can who remembers – who knows what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah, they're on the goal line. Yeah, Aubrey Miller. Miller, Miller and um, – Keontae. Keontae. Did he tell him? Yeah. Leading into the going into the game, Deontay. Hey, um, um, he basically said that their running back had a tendency to uh to hold the ball loose, and they definitely mm-hmm. took advantage of it. It's trippy, absolutely. Yeah, not, that's not right. Yeah, my um, my sleeper pick is um, I gotta go with um, I gotta go with the the coordinator that that basically doesn't get a whole lot of attention because. You know, we don't expect to see them a whole lot, but that special teams, Alan Ricard. Uh, I think there's gonna be some opportunities definitely for him to put together some schemes, <laughs> special teams to win us a few ball games or change the complexion of how the um the Florida game is gonna go. Yeah, my pick was uh Ken, you mad you mad, Ken? You can oh, pick the same no, you can the same coach. No, I'll, just tell I'll, us why. Just tell us why you're picking that coach too. Go ahead, Mike. Oh, oh that's what I was gonna go. I was gonna go with Ricard. You know, I think the special team unit, that's yep. the team that that got significantly better, you know, at a higher clip than you know any other unit, you know, from the, the pieces they brought in. You know, the return game is already on lock. You know, now we got Kevin Coleman in there. This the return game is 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 already been solidified, but you know now you have you have a kicker, you have the punter that we brought in from Alabama, which is uh Johnson, okay. Johnson from Alabama coming in. So mm-hmm. um, I think you know I, I think that unit is going to is going to be what's going to make us a dominant team, so to speak. But uh, I also go with uh with, with TC TC Taylor uh, wide receiver room is going to be looking good. Absolutely. All right, Ken, you so, can take it to somebody in the spot. I, Oh, I, I got, I got it, I got it. I'm gonna go with Coach Markison. I think Coach Markison is the most single, most important coach we got on staff right now because everybody's like, everything comes down to if Jackson State can block, if the O line got better, if you know what I mean. So I think everything that we said about QB one, Shador Sanders, I think he gets to that that clip that he's the potential that he can reach. I'm not gonna put any numbers out there on this show. We we already kind of threw that around. It's, <laughs> I think everything that we do offensively depends on that group. You got him in the whole offensive line, totally revamped. We're feeling good about it going into game one. But I think Coach Bartoloni is um, – and you could have easily win Bartoloni, but I, I'll go Marcuson because he talked about um, establishing a running game. It's going to be important that we get a running game. We got to get established pretty early. And it's going it's to come down to the big nasties up front, man. So – you know, we had a few of them on the show. Shout out to, you know, 
Willis Patrick and, 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 and company, you know, but uh, I think the offensive line uh, room and Coach Marks is going to be the single most important uh, group of individuals for the, from a team standpoint for our success and really being dominant. So I'm going to go Coach Marks. Yeah. That was a great, that was a great show, Ken. If anybody hasn't seen the, uh, the block party, go check that out. Mm -hmm. All right. Offensive MVP. No explanation needed. Let's, let's hear it. Come on, this is too easy, man. It's too easy. Light work. You gotta, you gotta I, go with, you I, gotta I, go with grown. You gotta go with two. I'm gonna go since y'all need to go. Give me. I want to see if, give me, if anybody's gonna say anybody me, other than you. Should do a stand. Okay, I'm I just want to make it. Is it a clean sweep? I think, uh, I think this is a year. That's your name. I think we're gonna see, we're gonna see something special. We saw something special last year. Okay. I figured it was a clean sweep, so now we're going to give him the Travis Hunter treatment. Let's take him out of the equation. Yeah, we're going to take Shadur away, but before we do, I really believe that Shadur is going to set history this year. You know, we'll get to the yards and touchdowns in a later moment, but I think because of the yards and the touchdown that he'll get this season, I believe Shadur will be the first HBCU player in the state of Mississippi to win the Conley Award. That's the kind of production I really believe that he's going to get. But – to, but but to take him away, I think outside of him, I think Kevin Coleman is going to have a shot at it. You know, knowing that he's probably going to start and he's going to be on the offensive side and he's going to be one of Shador's biggest weapons on the offensive side. I think he'll have the production to put him in the running for offensive player of the year. If if I'm taking away um, taking away Shador, I got to go with Shane Hooks. I think Shane is going to benefit a lot this season from having a deadly, some deadly weapons in the slot, as well as having Malachi and some other receivers on the opposite side, including uh, Dallas Daniels. So I think I think Shane is going to be able to put up some big numbers this season. I got I got to go the same direction. I, I would say uh, say Shane Hooks. It, it'll definitely be uh, the receiver. I think you'll see more of a running back by committee. So I don't think there'll be one running back that has you know, a thousand yards. I think they'll all be around in the 400, 500 range. Yeah. Uh, so I probably have to go with uh, with Shane Hooks there. He's probably going to get the most targets and uh, have the most receptions. Let's get Ken back in. All right, there he is. What you got, Ken? Other than Shador. Um, offensive MVP. Um, I'll go with Savion Wilkinson. Wow. So we have we have a Savion Wilkinson won't start and then he'll be the starter by the end of the year, but we and then we have somebody else saying he's the offensive MVP. Wow. Look, let me give you a reason why I think so. I think I think there's gonna be a heavy emphasis. I think everybody's is anticipating us to do what Mike Leach is doing up at the school up the street, but I don't think that that's gonna be the case at Jackson State. I think that Coach Bartoloni is gonna put a major emphasis on running back. And to Shaq's point, I think what you're going to see is you're going to see Savion get a chance to carry the ball. They're going to like what they see with him. And I think they're going to make him, you know, RB1. And then from there, I just think – I think the production is going to be there. I think he have his opportunities. So, I mean, I could easily go with a wide receiver, but I, I think the running back, because of the, uh, the, the emphasis and because of the new and improved offensive line. So, I think he's going to take some pressure off Shador. I know it's a bold pick, but I'm going to go with Savion. Interesting. Defense. Player of the year. Defensive MVP. Uh, 
Are we taking anybody off? Or are we going with anybody? Uh, I, I think uh, I think Aubrey is probably the you know the obvious answer, but let's hear. It. I don't think we need to take Aubrey off. I think given what what Aubrey did from a production standpoint last season, um, and the fact that he's already adjusted to the scheme, he's a safe pick. But um, if I had to go with an uh, opposite of safe pick, I'm gonna go with um, I'm gonna go with Greg Great, the transfer from um, mm. from Middle Tennessee State. Hmm. I think him playing that safety position. I think call. I think he's gonna shock a lot of people. Really good call. Yeah, well, I, I, I gotta I go would, with uh, Cameron Silver Craig, man, because you know he, he's a safety that just does it all. You know, he, um, you know, interceptions, you know, sacks, big hits, whatever you need, he can do it. You know, he he can, you know, he can cover. He he can, you know, walk down in the box and play big nickel wherever you need him. So I think the staff is going to put him in a position to where he can, you know, just make plays all over the field, and it's, it's, and he's going to fill the stat sheet up, and you know, you're going to see him. You know, as defensive MVP, MVP, if not Aubrey Miller, I, I think he's the most versatile player on defense. I really do. Uh, if if I had to vote, man, I'm really going to go. I've been saying this all off season, but I'm rolling with Niles Gaddy. I've been on them all <laughs> off season, man, and I think that Niles has the growth. Niles has the potential, and his coming out game was against FAMU last year. So I think he's going to start well in Florida and end well in Jackson for the Swag Championship game. I think Niles is going to have an outstanding year. I'm, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna complicate this, man. I'm going with 45, man. I think 45 is gonna be the best linebacker in the swag. Um, you know, I can say now, Gaddy. I've already gave him some signs. I wanted to, you know, to go, I wanted to stay in the safety room since we got two safeties already. Touch on hundred, but let's, I ain't gonna complicate this, man. It's gonna be 45, man. 45 gonna have a breakout year. I think he feels like he's been overlooked. He's been doubted. And I think he's gonna see a grown man show up. And he's gonna go make him some money uh this season and get drafted. That's my that's my expectation. When defensive player, swag defensive player of the year, get drafted. There you go. I mean, he why did he say he came back? Some unfinished business, right? So absolutely. Definitely, yeah. absolutely definitely needs to end on a on a high note. Uh winning, you know, obviously swag championship, the you know, celebration bowl. And if he could get that defensive player of the year and cap it off with uh, getting drafted, talk about a story, man. You know, one of the first transfers when Coach Prime came, that'd be a great story. Definitely. And he, he deserves it because he's done a complete uh, 180 just in terms of everything. If you go back to that first season of, of Coach Prime, just how they had to stay on him. And, you know, we didn't know if, if he would if he would stick around, if he would make it right. And now uh, one of the leaders of the team and you know, draft picks. So great story. I'm rooting for him. I think we all root for him. Absolutely. All right. Last one. Mm. Give me that that dreaded game. That game that the night before, if there's that one guy, I know we're not scared. We're Jackson State Tigers. We're ready to go out and dominate and finish something. Let's put that out there. We, we, we ain't scared of nobody, right? We, we expect to go undefeated, right? But that one game, if you have to pick a game where the night before, you may be up a little bit, may not be able to get much sleep. You may be kind of pacing around the room a little bit nervous. Campbell. Hmm. Homecoming. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going with Campbell. Yeah. Yeah. And and the reason why is because um one is a team we haven't played before. Um they are um from a style standpoint, they are unknown. So we got to see how we can match up. And um Mike says this all the time, but styles make fights. So mm. gotta kind of see how they, they transition across the rest of the season going into their homecoming game with us. 
but definitely Campbell. For me, and I'm kind of going against the grain, but I'm a JSU Tiger. I got to say them yellows down there in Red Stick. It's Southern. <laughs> it's Southern. For no other reason, but it's Southern. And it's in Jackson. It's the last, it's, senior, it's, it's going to be senior day. Mm. And it's the last home game of the season. Uh, so it's 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 going to be huge, and if and they have an easy schedule, so that game could possibly be a preview, you know what I mean, to the twice championship game. So it's going to be crazy. We're talking about easily the biggest attended home game we've had in decades. So that game is going to be huge. So I would say that one. Same here, uh, definitely. So it's it's always something every year for me, uh, and. It, you know, I, I don't know if it's because I dislike them so much you know, as a, you know, as, as a, you know, not not as a universe, but as a football team and just as the, the, the far as the sports rivalry goes. Yeah, the but, they um, that's that what it is. Leading up to tip off, I mean, leading up to kickoff, uh, you know, when when you hit a band playing, we came to play, and and you know, the, the captains out there, man, my heart just drops. It's like I got butterflies. Myself. I get so nervous. Like you think I'm getting ready to suit up and go out there and play, man. I just get so nervous for that game, and then. You know, somewhere through the middle of the fourth, the first quarter, I settled down. But uh, that game always, uh, it's always a question mark for me because even if if something is, is trending downward and we have we're having a pretty good season, they always seem to play up and play us tough. And then go ahead, jump in, Ken. <laughs> Hey man, the easy pick is is what is, is Southern, but I'm gonna um, I'm gonna go a different route, and that is Grambling. And there's a reason. There's a reason I'm going with Grambling is because Jackson State has not beat Grambling in Jackson, Mississippi since 1999. So in my in my book, I look at Grambling as being somewhat of a trap game for us. I think Grambling's gonna be 0 and 2 when they come to Jackson. They're going to be hungry for a win. And I expect us to be coming off of two big-time games against FAMU, followed up by a tough, tough, tough Tennessee State. And this is going to be the first home game. It's going to be probably the one of the, the highest-attended games of the whole year. But it's just something about Gremlin and Jackson that we just some kind, some kind of way, Corey Zoich and Shaq, we just always find a way to get in our own way. And that game just makes me nervous, man. I, it does. I, I – Others may not see it, but it's because we ain't beat. Now, I know this team ain't got nothing to do with the history, but, mm-hmm. man, dude, that's 23 years, bro, that we ain't won a game in Jackson versus that team. So, I want to see us in that this season. So, I'm going to say it, Grandma. All right. There you have it. Well, fellas, uh, we've done enough talking. It's time to get to it. Miami, Florida, Orange Blossom Classic, Labor Day weekend, fam you a game that could decide it all. You don't want to lose this game because now you're playing from behind. You, you, you're you depending on somebody else, right? You're not in the driver's seat. You're hoping and praying that they lose the game while you go undefeated. We, we saw we saw you doing it last year, just waiting for us to slip, right? Thought we'd slip here, thought we'd slip there. We never slip. So let's take care of business this weekend, and let's take it game by game. Fellas, big season ahead for Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club. We got you guys covered. A to Z, tune in, and we haven't forgotten about you, Mo Williams. 
We haven't gotten about you, Tamika Reed. We coming for you. We coming we're for coming. you. Ken, Ken been on me every day. Let's get him. Let's get let's get this football season kicked <laughs> off. And then we'll we'll circle back around. And we have other sports as well. We're trying to get to it all, but keep it locked, guys. Talk, uh, Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club. We're still on Apple. We're still on Spotify video. You can see the video on Spotify, the same Spotify app that you've been listening to us on for years. It plays video now. Then, of course, YouTube. They've been begging. They've been asking. Can you guys, we want to see your face. Ken Clark stayed on me. We said, let's do it. We're on YouTube. So big season ahead, fellas. Looking forward to it. Indeed, man. Can't I'm already wait. in Miami, man. I'm, I'm waiting on y'all to come on and join me, man. We're going to do this Miami takeover. I'm pumped up, man. Go Tigers. One and over. I'll be there shortly, man. One and over. That's the goal. Go Tigers. Got that right. Hey, D.I. Love. Go Tigers. D.I. Love, baby. We'll see y'all in Miami. And that'll do it for episode 264 of Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club. Thank you to all of our listeners. And again, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Apple Podcast and Spotify video users. Rate and review the show. And everyone, go follow Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club on Facebook and Tiger Talk 1400 on Instagram and Twitter. We're looking to do some big things with this platform to aid the athletics department. And it all starts with you. Downloading, subscribing, rating, and reviewing the show. And tell every Tiger that you know. We're on all podcast outlets. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify Video, YouTube, and so on. And we'll be posting each episode on our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter pages. As always, thanks for your support. Go Tigers. Hashtag I believe. Hashtag P.I. Love. The ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done.